Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by exalting the glory of God, sharing and showing the love of Christ, and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Now here's this week's message. This discussion is about evangelism and not only what to do, but how important it is. There are two goals to this discussion. The first is to have each person, Christian, know how to tell people about Jesus, empower them. Second is to tell non-Christians about Jesus. This is from Luke 10.2. Therefore he said unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the worker laborers are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Luke 10, 2. The Great Commission in Matthew 28, 18 through 28, 20. Many people think that that was just to the apostles or to preachers or to workers. You know, I, I, I'm amused sometimes by... Um, people talking about being called. Although that's a legitimate term and people are called to do certain things by God. But they make it sound as if telling people about Jesus, they have, they're waiting at home for a long distance telephone call from God so they can start. Jesus said and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. This particular discussion is to everyone, to every Christian. Jesus is with us, always. But he wants us to tell others about him. It's so important that it's some of the last words he said to people on earth. You know, was it only to the apostles? Just folks from that time period? All Christians? I believe it's to all Christians. It's really part and parcel of who we are. Part of our legitimate daily task is to tell people about Jesus. It's very important. You know, almost every week in the newspaper and on the news, there's either a mass murder, people that are raped, killed, arson, you know, fires started, people burnt to death in fires. And we dismiss it. You know, we, we talk about um, the needs of this world as if those people are any different than us. You know, there's an interesting Facebook post the other day that said, don't judge people that sin differently than you do. I thought that was awesome. Because we have a tendency to say, oh, I'd never do that. Yeah, really? The truth is, is that any one of us could sin anyway. It only takes a nudge or two socially to push us that way. 
Everybody sins. Everybody sins all the time. And it's hard to think that what you're doing is wrong. We tend to justify it. We, oh, well, it's not that bad because I just told a little white lie to spare their feelings. Still wrong. The problem is, these are all symptoms of not having Christ in your life. People that sin constantly and regularly do so because they don't know Jesus. You know? It's just a symptom. I was amused. Penn Gillette, the magician, he's a devout atheist. He made a comment though that how much do you have to hate somebody to believe in everlasting life and not tell them about it? Like, you have this gift of everlasting life that you can give to Jesus and you don't tell somebody? Really? You know, this is an atheist. This is somebody that does not believe. It's famous for his quotes on how foolish it is to be a Christian. But he correctly observed that part of what we should do, if we really genuinely believe and we genuinely love people, is to tell them about everlasting life through Jesus. You know, the first thing you should do when you're embarking on a course of telling people about Jesus. Maybe it's somebody that's just across the street, a neighbor. Maybe it's somebody at work that you know isn't a Christian, but you know, you, kind of an opportunity comes up to have a conversation. I keep them in prayer. Prayer is probably the most powerful thing that ever was devised. You're talking to God. You're asking Him to influence people. God's not willing that any should perish. So, your praying for them shows the commitment. Pray for opportunities to share. Pray for missionaries. You know, our church supports a number of missionaries and I pray for them regularly because what they do for a living is tell people in other lands about Jesus. They're expanding the church. You know, I often hear from people, well, I don't really want to tell people about Jesus. It'll make me look weird or kind of religious or, you know, not, not a normal person. So, you know, it's the gift of eternal life. Would it be okay to look weird if one person, just one person in your life came to Christ? You saved a person from hell forever in heaven. That's a huge difference. Hardest thing to do is to talk to people cold, people that you don't know. In sales, it's called cold calling. And it's part of a salesman's job because they have to break in and get new accounts all the time. But it's a hard thing to do because 
it's easy for the person on the other end of the phone or the door or whatever to just say no. They don't know you. So, okay, go away. But it's something that you need to do as a Christian. Be willing to just strike up a conversation with a stranger and tell them about Jesus. But the truth is, is that there's opportunities every single day in people you know. What my pastor calls your circle of influence. People that you're around all the time. Maybe the person you get coffee from every morning. Maybe your neighbor across the street. Your brother-in-law. Just people that you come in regular contact with. Because one of the greatest testimonies that you'll ever have is your life. People see your life. You don't cuss. You're constantly talking about church and about Jesus. You're kind to people. Suddenly, it becomes obvious to them that there's something different about you. It doesn't have to be big, but they know. People see it. And they're like, huh. And maybe they're having a bad day, week, month, year. Maybe somebody they know passed away. Maybe somebody they know was in an accident. Maybe their life was changed forever from some event. Suddenly they want to know why it is that you act the way you do, even though they've seen you go through things somewhere. So they ask you about it. What an opportunity. You have a chance to share the gospel with them, tell them about Jesus, help them to live forever. All you want to do is share. Share what Jesus means to you, how he changed your life. You know, one of the things that I often pay attention to is heaven. Now, a lot of times, there's not much literature. But I bought this book by this West Coast preacher about heaven. It's a 500-page book, and it's pretty scholarly and biblical about what heaven's going to be like. And it's awesome. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, Psalm 1611. You make known the, to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. With eternal pleasures at your right hand. This is the God of the universe. You know, he spoke the world into existence. He spoke the sun into existence. I'm thinking he knows what pleasures are. It's really an amazing thing that God's done for us. We should tell everyone you know, it's not as much about what you shouldn't do as a Christian. It's more about what you should do, telling people about Jesus. One of my favorite set of verses is in Matthew 25:32 through 25:46. Jesus is talking to a gathered group of people at the end of time. People on the right, people on his left. To the people on his right, he says, Come into the joy of the Lord, because you fed me when I was hungry. 
clothed me when I was naked, took me in, visited me when I was in the hospital, visited me when I was in prison. Lord, when do we do this? When you did it for the least of these. To those, among, to those on his left, he said, Depart from me, you accursed, because you didn't feed me, you didn't clothe me, you didn't take me in, you didn't visit me in the hospital and prison. When do we do these things for you, Jesus? When you didn't do it to the least of these. So, telling people about Jesus and helping people that are less fortunate than us, that's pretty much it. You know, Jesus summed up all of Christianity in just two commands. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Because if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to kill them. You're not going to steal from them. You're not going to cheat on your wife with his wife. It's pretty simple. But you should also tell people you have this incredible, awesome gift. And all you have to do is tell them about Jesus. You know, a lot of people hear the word sin and are confused. Like it's some special thing that we do wrong. The word sin simply means disobedience to God. Everyone sins. In the Bible, in Romans 3.23, it says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everyone. Even the person telling you about Jesus. Don't tell anyone, but even me. Everyone. Romans 6.23, it says the wages of sin are death. In Revelations, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Revelations 20.14. So the wages of sin being death, it doesn't mean you physically die, because everyone physically dies, no big deal. But being cast into the lake of fire, where you're separated from God forever. Revelation says, and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. Hmm. Versus being in God's presence and experiencing eternal pleasures. Hmm. It's completely your decision. It's your choice. You can't say, why would God send me to hell? Because he made a way for you to escape. And when you're telling people about Jesus, you want to make that obvious because that will be a constant running theme. People will say, well, why would God send me to hell? He doesn't. You send yourself to hell. He sent his son to die for you so that you didn't have to go. And all you have to do is accept it and believe. Okay, my pet peeve, my rant. People say, I believe. No, no. Belief is an action word. If I held out the keys to a car and said to you, this is a brand new Porsche on my driveway. If you believe me, and it's yours, if you believe me, you would take the keys, go out to the driveway, see what color it was, check the glove box, make sure the registration was in your name. If you believed. See, if you believe in Jesus, 
you'll do what he tells you to do. You'll tell others about him. It will have a profound effect on your life. It's a simple thing to believe. It's not easy, but it's simple. You can't work your way to heaven. You can't do enough good things to offset the one sin you've done. So, ask him into your life. It's a very simple thing. You can just close your eyes right now where you're at. If you're driving and your eyes are closed, you better be praying. But, you know, but you can do, you can just ask him into your life. What are you being saved from? You're being saved from the lake of fire. It's a free gift of God. Through Jesus' atoning death, you've sinned. Sometime in your life, you've sinned. And I'll wait for more than once. But, okay, let's assume just once. That one sin can send you down. The only way to avoid it is to believe in Jesus, that God's raised him from the dead. And you'll be saved from what? The second death. It's completely up to you. To quote an Indiana Jones movie, choose wisely. But if I had to summarize the purpose of evangelism in our whole talk, and what you're invited, it's this. Let me show you this, because Christy and I just celebrated an anniversary. <laughs> that same day that uh, Valerie and Augie celebrated their anniversary, so we have that in common. But um, I, I, let me show you this. I, I, I posted this picture. Uh, actually, let me get past that. I posted this picture of um, just Christy and I, because uh, whenever I post stuff on social media, I post a lot. But whenever I do, I want to make sure that no one accidentally thinks that I'm like, you know, if I'm talking to a woman or something, or that, that I'm trying to hit on them. So I always have uh, a picture on all of my social media accounts, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my, my profile is a picture of myself because, because I love her. And I want people to know how awesome she is. So every account I have, one of those pictures, or some version of Christie's, with the exception of my Snapchat, that's, that's actually a picture of the Spider-Man hat my aunt made me, that I'm wearing that. But other than that, all the other ones, it's a picture of Christie's And I post a lot of stuff, stuff she says, stuff that we do together. Uh, I post a lot of pictures because I love her, and like I am so blessed to have her as a wife. I want to tell people about it. I don't have a problem telling people how much I love Christine. No problem at all. No problem. Then we added crypto. Right? And as some of you may have noticed, I post a lot of pictures of crypto. Because I love him. He's, he's, you know, my little buddy. I, I love hanging out with him, spend most of the day just playing with him. I work too. But yeah, spend a lot of time with him. And uh, we've been, you know, dog sitting, trying to kidnap a dog sitting uh, for my cousin Carl. So some of you have seen lots of pictures that I posted 
of her, the mama, and people are asking, well, who, who is that? Who, what, what is that? And it gave me an opportunity to share. Why did I post pictures of this little dog? Because I love her. She's awesome. She's great. I mean, kids loved her, too. We had a prior out of some little kid's hand last week. And they're like, no, don't take the puppy. But we easily will post stuff about things that we love. So we should, if we truly love God, and we truly care about our relationship with Him, we don't have a problem posting about our dog. We don't have a problem posting about our cats. We don't have a problem posting about our new cars, our new clothes, our new house, or any of that stuff. But for some reason, when it comes to this God, loves us like crazy and created this whole universe and didn't have to but then created humanity and then made a way for us to be invited to spend eternity with him. We draw the line there. We don't want to talk about that. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. And I'll, I'll come back to you in a minute. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask us to stand. We're going to pray. And, and then we're going to, uh, I'm going to spend some time in just singing and praising God. So I'm going to ask you guys to stand. God, we just thank you so much that no matter what we're going through, no matter where we are in our relationship with you, whether we know you, whether we've heard about you, whether we love you, that you are constantly with us. That you're constantly there for us. And you're constantly pouring out your love to us. We give you praise because you don't ask us for anything. You don't ask us to work our way into a relationship with you. You don't ask us to buy our way into a relationship.